Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Some inquiries for your beautiful private practice. So that's going to be what we focus on today. Please get your private practice with soul podcast journal and pen if you're not driving so you can write things down, take some notes because you know this is all about getting your results, right? We want you all to have profitable, successful, aligned, soul-fulfilling private practices by the end of the year. And so today you're going to get some steps on how you can improve your marketing to do that, right? So much fun. And before we dive into that, I want to give you a little bit of an update about some of the things that are now available to you. So in the um, Counselors Connect Australia group, lots has been happening. As you may recall from the previous episode, we were talking there about um, inviting Philip from the ACA and Joanna from PACFA into the groups to answer some questions about national standards. So I am very happy to be able to give you some feedback on that. So what's happened is uh, we had a response from Philip and Philip has basically said he's not going to come and talk to the community about what's happening with the proposed national standards, that he is only going to give information to ACA members. Now, just again, I'm just quick caveat here. This is just my personal thoughts here, my personal opinions. I appreciate you may have them different to me. Um, that's totally fine, but it's just my opinion. But what this makes me feel like is, number one, are you saying that we've got to join your membership and effectively pay you in order to get information about, you know, what's going to happen for all of us down the track? That doesn't sit well with me. Like, why do I have to pay you for information about stuff? Shouldn't this information be readily available to all of us as therapists? Um, The other thing it makes me think is maybe it's, not that the national standards are going to be applying to all of us. Maybe by him saying that, um, you know, he's not going to share it unless you pay a membership fee and, you know, to get the information, he's not going to share it unless you're a member of his club. Does this then mean, can we infer from this then, that the national standards are only going to be applicable to people who are in the ACA? Is that why we can't have the information? So I don't know. I'm a bit confused. feels like six of one, half a dozen of the other. I don't know. Um, it's really disappointing to me. Um, I guess I was really hoping that we could, well, my intention was to create an opportunity where we could facilitate open discussions so that we could reduce some of the anxiety that's happening in our world at the moment around the future of the profession. I know lots of people have questions about whether or not their level of membership will still remain or will they need to do bridging programs or um, 
you know, will their diplomas still be recognised and all that sort of stuff? And, and what does the national standards mean in terms of Medicare? And do do we all have to oblige by them? Or is it only if you're in the ACA and, and PACFA? So there are so many questions. And it, yeah, my intention was invite him on to answer those questions with, with our community. And you would think that it would be a wonderful opportunity for him to get some exposure, for him to talk more about the ACA, what it does, how it's supporting members, um, and to quell some of the nerves and anxiety that is being experienced at the moment. But instead of that, his response, unfortunately, is you can only get that information if you pay me, essentially. Uh, that's what I'm taking away from you only get it if you're in my club um, so anyway bit disappointing with that um, in, in fact extremely disappointing with that and I think especially more so in a time of you know inclusivity being such a big thing at the moment to have a professional body in a health and well-being space not be inclusive but be you know prohibitive no you're not you're you can't have that I mean, it's just, I don't understand. Um, as I said, it's just, these are just my ramblings. The other news, though, is Joanna DeWeaver from PACFA replied uh, in a really um, beautiful way, actually. It was a really lovely email from her, and she said, you know, she thanked me for the kind gesture of inviting her to come and speak to everybody she said you know look I've got availability for the next you know few weeks here these are the days that suit me best blah 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 and you know it was just like totally different like day and night so now I'm thinking well if PACFA if the CEO of PACFA is willing to come in and have a zoom and speak to all members right all members of our community irrespective of whether or not they're a member of PACFA she's willing to to come in and be open and transparent and you know give us that information you know like as I said last time I, I didn't know her from Adam I hadn't heard of her before I, I hadn't had any experience of her before but I tell you what looking at her response to the invitation to come and talk with everybody and, and comparing that against Phillips it's like day and night and I just have to say like I'm starting to feel personally aligned with PACFA now um, and I haven't even met Joanna yet and I'm not in the PACFA club but I'm just you know it was just I don't know, like, as I said, like day and night. So it looks like I've put a poll in the Councillors Connect Australia group. Um, we have had, let me just pop in and check for you because uh, I don't want to tell you something that's not correct. I'm just going to check the poll. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, we've had 517 votes and most of the votes are for Thursday at 11 and for a recording. So I will be writing back to Joanna today. I'll let her know Thursday the 15th. I think that's the day. <laughs> so better just check. Yes, Thursday the 15th of June at 11 um, and I will record it. If you can't come, that's totally fine. As you know, we have a question and answer thread happening in the group. Um, and so I'll be able to send some of those questions ahead so that she can answer them. And yeah, everybody's welcome to come. The only caveat I have is that when you are on the Zoom call, um, please just be professional, okay? Uh, it, 
I understand it's a very sensitive topic and you know it can be very emotional and and stuff like that and I understand with anxiety we're going to have fight or flight well we don't want to go down the path of fighting okay because we want to well I would love to keep the lines of communication open with um, PACFA so that we can continue to build a really beautiful not alliance but relationship with them um that's that's my big goal so if you're going to come along um and you want to ask questions and interact all i would ask is that you keep it really nice and professional and remember that what is uh, being shared is being recorded and that the recording will go out to um, members of our group who've requested it as well okay so there the things there and now oh and today as well in private practice 101 and in the private practice inner circle and in marketing with soul new training has just dropped for you today actually this morning it dropped about half an, oh, an hour and a half ago at nine o'clock it's now 10 24 um and it's on facebook ads training for therapists and I am so excited to share this with you. So our guest speaker, Michelle, she has um, recorded a training. She's also made herself available for a live Q&A with us on Tuesday next week, which will also be getting recorded. So if you are in any of those groups, you have that available to you, okay? She is amazing. She's famous for helping therapists um, with really simple, easy-to-do ads that aren't tech-heavy, that aren't going to overwhelm you, and that actually get results. Uh, I just joined up to her program this morning after watching the training, actually, so um, I'm excited to dive in and get started with that. And what else did I have to say? Oh, new coaching is now available for members of Digital Product Success Hub and also for Marketing with Soul. So new monthly coaching calls with me now available for you there. And oh, I think that's about it. So now I'm going to talk to you about writing content uh, that's going to really resonate with your audience. And I've got some examples that I can share with you as well. So uh, as you know, Facebook is my jam. I'm not so much an email person. I only use my email for, um, well, I guess communicating to like big audiences and stuff like that, but I don't use it for day-to-day business. Um, I do everything online. But uh, one of the things that I do when I post is I always think to myself, yeah, what should I post today? The reason that I approach it this way is because while I like to have a general plan up my sleeve because I I do love a plan um, I'm not always fantastic at following it because I do believe in going with flow and I do believe in going with my soul and recently I've created a practice for myself where I spend more time going within to connect with my audience and so I want to share that um, really simple strategy with you today and some results that I've been getting from it so again I'm just heading over to my Facebook page so I can read you um, what I've been doing so um when I get the feeling like every single day now I want to be doing a post because I love connecting with my audience but 
I want to use a strategy that's going to feel aligned for me and that's going to feel really good for me, right? So what I do now is I've got a journal. I've got this really beautiful journal. It's like got really nice high quality paper in it and it's not dated and it's spiral bound so I can easily write on both sides of the page. It's just a joy. Um, but what I do is I open up my journal to a fresh page so there's nothing on it I get out my pen and I simply close my eyes and I ask myself you know what do I need to be writing about today Um, my intention is to connect with my dream client and I will just wait and see what's shown to me or what's known to me so by that I mean What's shown to me is maybe I get an image in my mind's eye of something and I think, okay, what can I take from that to write about? Or maybe it's just um, some words. Maybe I can see some words in my mind's eye or, or a topic or something like that in my mind's eye. And what's known to me is just like a sense of, oh, this is exactly what I need to do, right? Um And so I will just sit there quietly and I will wait to receive the guidance. And because I love to use this approach, I get guidance very quickly now. It's almost before I finished writing out the question, I have the answer already and I want to start writing that. And uh, what I do is I write stream of consciousness sort of writing and I love it so much because it's been so powerful. Um, what has happened is my writing has I want to say improved but you could say maybe it's changed I'm starting to write more now or what's coming through now is speaking more to my dreamiest clients and people in my world and it's generating so many inquiries it's ridiculous um I just get so much excitement and joy from seeing the notifications that somebody else has liked it or commented or something like that. So let me just show you, um, you know, where am I? Um, I'm just finding one that I can share with you just quickly. Oh, so I wrote, a letter to my soulmate client so that was the first thing and that was where everything really took off actually so I can't recall if I shared this with you before or not but um, I wanted to write a letter to my soulmate clients to call them out so they could find me and because I'm growing and evolving and I'm changing and all those sorts of things uh, so too will my client demographic so it was time for me to write this letter so um what I wrote was this I'm just going to read it out for you okay so if it sounds like I'm reading it's because I am so I did this um maybe this time last week actually it was the 27th of May at lunchtime I wrote this so I said um hi my name's Brooklyn and my clients are the heart of the heart They are the selfless givers, the ones who always knew that they were put on this earth for a reason that was something bigger than them. They are the caregivers, the mystics, the natural healers, the ones that live to the beat of the mother, 
to the cycles and rhythms of nature, the ones that hold fast to their innate calling to do the work they do and help others to heal their wounds. And they do this often on the fringe and in the shadows. They are the humble, quiet, keep to themselves, unassuming practitioners that focus on growth in others over and above growth in their own prosperity because they know that abundance is all around them and available and accessible to them now. They are connected to the mother, to source, to energy, to God, to their higher self and higher consciousness. They are esoteric. They are expanded and expanding, consistent and changing. They are the alchemists. They practice shifting the the energy of anxiety, trauma, depression, low self-worth and more, transmuting it through their words, through their presence and through their relationships to a higher vibration, a higher frequency. And the work is so powerful that it causes change in their clients. Their clients experience a shift of thought, feeling, perception, meaning or belief. And in this shift, there unlocks a whole new way of living, experiencing and being in the world. I help them to become more of who they are so that they can connect with more people and do more of the work that they're born to do. The work I do is the deeper mindset and soul set work and it results in outcomes not only in their business but across all areas of their life including their health, relationships, finances and spirituality. My clients are the natural born healers. They were born to help others and they have gifts or businesses that often don't fit in with what's considered now to be mainstream. They are the self-identified quiet healers, the esoteric, the non-conforming unless it's absolutely necessary, the therapists, the counsellors, psychologists, social workers, healers and health practitioners. Others look to them and wonder, how does she do it? work outside of the mainstream how does she always know what to do and say how is she filling her diary so easily and how is she successful without doing what's expected by others others watch the silent audience impressed or in awe inspired or triggered but here's what others don't know they don't know that my clients and those that resonate with my message are the ones that are already doing the work they're already healing guiding and helping and they're now claiming their space in the world putting their sign on the door and letting the world know that they're open for business my past and current clients have paved the way for so many other healers to do this too to show up in a way it was always intended and to help the people they were always intended to help you know that you're dimming your light that you're playing safe in the shadows but you also know it's not getting you far this avoidance You know that you're here for more than what's currently available to you. It's not that you're unsure if you can do it or even if you're good enough to do it because you can look back on a time, a conversation, an accomplishment or a transformation and you just get goosebumps from the affirmation that yes, this is your calling. But you don't want to draw attention to yourself. You don't want to be judged You don't want to make yourself inaccessible to clients that can't afford you. And you don't want to fail when it comes to the business side of running a business. In fact, sometimes it would just feel easier to live your passion and help others without ever dealing with the business. But then again, you know that that's not possible and that something does need to change because like it or not, there's a voice or a feeling or a sense deep inside you that tugs on your apron strings, begging to be seen and heard, wanting you to answer the call and Boy, do I know what that feels like to be lying in bed night after night after working in a role, which back then for me was psychology, that I knew in my heart was no longer right for me, yet being so afraid 
to step out of what was acceptable in inverted commas and to the fullest embodiment of my calling, my purpose and my truth. You see, I had no idea if I'd make it without my psychologist title in private practice. I had no idea if I was going to find clients, if I'd be financially able to support myself and my family. But this pull was visceral. I knew in every cell of my being that I was in the wrong place and I needed to change. And once you feel that pull or you hear that call, you just can't unfeel it or unheal it, unhear it. In fact, it stays with you. It just doesn't go away. And you know that you could be helping more people in a way that really aligns with your approach, with your truth and purpose. And I know that too. And I also know about the fear. But let's be honest. The fear says, you know what, Brooklyn, you'll never find clients. But you say, of course I will. I know people need my service. If they didn't need it, I wouldn't have had this calling on my heart in the first place. What's desired by me is destined for me. The fear says, but clients can't afford your services, they'll never pay you. But you say, no, clients will spend their money on things that they value. And I know my service provides so much value. The fear says, you better play it safe and keep a membership or a registration with a peak body so you can see clients. But you say, hang on, no, my soulmate clients aren't going anywhere. They are destined to work with me because they align with my message, my values and my energy. They will, they will always be my clients irrespective of things happening in the outside world. And you know that you can pivot your attention away from what's unwanted to what's desired by you because you also know that what's desired by you is destined for you. You just need guidance from someone that's been on this this path and is further along to help you embody the you that you're meant to be for the people that are waiting to work with you. And so this is what I do. I work with the healers, the guides, the mothers, the non-conformists, who were born to live their purpose, even if it didn't fit with the mainstream world, not for themselves, but for their clients, and who are ready to align with their purpose and business in a way that's easy, effortless, and simple. So I work with the people that are ready to help more people. So this means that when you come into my space and we start working together, you're actually saying yes to what's on your heart. You're saying yes to your clients, yes to your business, yes to your lifestyle and all on your own terms, not what's being prescribed or required or dictated. Well, the terms that are gifted to you with your soul blueprint, because yeah, you absolutely have a soul blueprint. (laughs) And the best part is that it gets to be easy. I know I say it all the time, but it does. It gets to be easy. So if you want to know more and you're ready to say yes to a life and a business on your terms in full alignment, message me now. Let's have a conversation about what that could look like with only more love, Brooklyn. So that was my post, right? So this is when it all started. This was the beginning. So I popped up this post about, yeah, a week ago, the 27th of May. It's now the 1st of June. And since then, everything's changed so that post for me was really good it actually had you know 30 engagements and 13 comments which then inspired me and I thought to myself okay this is resonating like I'm actually calling 
out to my soulmate clients now. Now, I wasn't expecting to get a new client or to get a sale or to get a sign up or anything like that. My intention was to um, sound the horn, right? So then once I saw that it was working, I thought, I want to do this again. So I've been doing it every single day. And the last post that I did um, was really good in that, what do I want to say? Really good in terms of engagement. Where is it? Just trying to look for it. So this one has um, been the best performing one so far. It's had 54 engagements and 12 comments. And this one um, was posted a day ago, 23 hours ago. And um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to having those conversations with people and seeing how I can help them. But I'll just read it out to you so you get the feel for this. And as you're listening, make notes for yourself about, you know, what I'm talking about and, and what the, you know, look, what do I want to say? Imagine you're making a worksheet for yourself. So as you're listening to this, ask yourself, what is she talking about here? Why is she talking about this? Um, if I made this a journal prompt for myself, what would it be? Okay. So this is yesterday's post, which, as I said, has been the most successful one and is um, converting. So, which isn't why I wrote it. I wrote it because I want a connection. But of course, connections mean that people do want to work with you. But connection was my goal here. So I shared, growing up, I always knew I didn't fit in. Um Oh, P.S. Just side note here. You guys know that I'm autistic, so but I don't know that everybody on Facebook does. But anyway, I haven't mentioned the autism here. So growing up, I always knew I didn't fit in. For some reason, I found it hard to make and keep friends. And this continued through my adult life. I loved working in private practice and working as a psychologist, coach and counsellor. But there was a sense of disconnect that hung over me too, which is why it felt so weird when I met Gabe. For those that don't know, Gabe is my rescue dog and we met 13 years ago. In fact, when I went to the Lord Smith Lost Dogs home in Melbourne, he was the last dog in a long corridor and the lady there told me that he'd been there for a very long time and he wasn't interested in anyone. In fact, he was standoffish and just not bonding with people. And so I asked if I could see him and she said yes and she put him on a really long red lead. Gabe and I walked down the length of the concrete corridor out onto the big green lush front lawn. I sat down and I was content to just sit there and let him explore the grounds. But it was when two male gardeners coming up the garden path with their wheelbarrows and their tools that I just knew Gabe was going to be my dog. He leapt up and started barking and growling at them. Now they smiled and they said hello and they were really friendly but Gabe was having none of it. In fact, after they passed, Gabe came over and sat hard up against me in protection mode. And in that moment, I felt a connection I had never experienced. I'm talking about connection today because I'm looking after Gabe because he's ill now and it's my turn to be there for him and take care of him. And this is making me want to share with you that I loved being a psychologist for all of those years until I felt like I didn't fit in or belong anymore. And that's why I retired and moved over to counselling instead where I could practice in a way that felt right for me, more aligned if you like. I always knew that I was here to help others 
whether it be through coaching or counselling, psychology, teaching, or even leading some of our communities. But also know that if you don't feel that sense of belonging, it's just so hard to live your purpose and do the helping work. And so that's why I created my groups, my little memberships, my services, because I want people to have that sense of belonging, that sense of belonging to something bigger than themselves, where they're nurtured and encouraged to grow and be the biggest, most expansive version of themselves, where they're welcomed in for the fact that they don't fit the mold or meet the requirements. The gentle, quiet, non-conformists are welcome here. If you know exactly what you're meant to be doing as a practitioner, as a healer, as a therapist, as a psychologist or a counsellor and you feel like you're the proverbial square peg in a round hole, then I totally get it and I want you to know, hand on heart, there is a place for you. In fact, there are many and I know because I created them for us. And if community and groups aren't your thing, and you just want more of me to be in my space with my energy and my vibe, then of course you can have that too. And you can just send me a message and I'll show you how. We can work on all kinds of things together because you and I were actually on the same page. Plus, I have a brand new coaching package that I know will be perfect for you if you're interested. I think you're amazing from Brooklyn. So that was the post yesterday. Had 54 engagements and it was just so beautiful as I said in inquiries but um, more important to me than the inquiries really was the connection people just writing in and saying you know I love this post I get it you get it others out there get it too thank you you know um, it's just so nice to really feel like people talk about connection all the time but they don't actually do it and it's new for me as well um and somebody else saying you know I get it I resonate totally resonate with this post and then there were private messages from people saying you know thank you so much for sharing this it really did resonate with me and I do identify as somebody who just knows that they're meant to be doing more and and giving more and I really do feel like I don't fit in and thank you for making these spaces and now they're all joining the spaces and it's just so lovely so if you were taking notes um, or if you would like a little bit of a structure or framework there are two things that I want to say first off the structure or the framework is going to come from the guidance you receive right all I did was stream of consciousness writing. That's all. I just did stream of consciousness writing. But if you're someone who struggles with flow at the moment and you're just not feeling it and you need more sort of, of that masculine energy, you know, what are the steps? I would say identify, like first off, understand who your client is. That's the first thing. And an easy way to do that is to think of somebody that you've already worked with that you really like. If you haven't started working with people yet, just imagine your ideal client. And I, w I want you to think about what they're like as a person and think about what goes through their minds, what, what's on their minds, what are their worries, what are their hopes, what are their dreams, all those kinds of things. And then what I want you to do is ask yourself, you know, what is what are the hopes and dreams of my client? Um, another one could be what are the obstacles that get in the way for my client being able to experience their hopes and dreams right 
So they're just some examples and just do stream of consciousness writing. And when you feel like you don't have anything else to give in your writing, that's when the good stuff comes through. So tell yourself, I'm going to come up with three more things and I'm not getting up from the desk until I have. So that that is where all the juice will, all the juiciness will um, come from. So do that first. And then you want to ask yourself, do I have a time in my life where I felt like this? And think back to a time in your life where you did. So for me, it was feeling like, yeah, just I always felt disconnected, sure, but I never felt connected. And it wasn't until I got Gabe that I felt connected. And then I appreciated the importance of connection even more. And that's why I made all these spaces where we can connect, right? So I want you to think about a time where you shared doesn't have to be the same challenge or or problem that your client had it might be something similar but I want you to identify a time in your life where you went through something and you overcame it and relate that back to your client right it it shows that you get it and it shows that you understand and it builds trust because I believe that people feel more connected when they when you drop your guard and this is why I say when I'm doing um, website audits for psychologists and social workers and counsellors you know it really bugs me when people talk about themselves in the third person when they're the only one in the practice Um, you're not going to get clients like that because it's not creating connection in fact it's putting a wall up and it's impacting or it's limiting the connection right so Do you have to spill your guts and overshare? No, you don't have to do that. Um, But the other thing that I would do is always, always um, include some kind of invitation, call to action, let them know how they can connect with you. So in that post I shared there, I said, you know, I've created so many spaces for you. I've got free groups and free communities and, you know, all this sort of stuff. But if that's not your thing and you want one-on-one time, we can do that too and here's how you do that. So you don't have to make it awkward and you don't have to make it hard. You're just, all you're doing is you're sharing an experience and you're saying, I've been there too and this is what I did, this is how I came over it and this this how I overcame it, sorry. This is what I learned and this, this stuff all led to me doing what I do now, which is this. So if you feel like that, I'm your girl right i'm i'm the one for i'm the one for you like come over here so i would love for you to have a go at writing from your soul that's what this is writing from your soul we're not overthinking anything we're just feeling into it okay it's very feminine approach we're building connection through storytelling we're building connection through experience sharing. We're lifting the veil on things. We're aligning with our clients, right? Instead of having a I'm better than you, I'm over here, I'm up here and you're over there. No, we're aligning with our clients. We're saying, hey, you know what? I was there too. Don't worry, you're not alone. It happens it happens to the best of us, for example. So yeah, have a go at writing from your soul um, and 
just see what comes through. And you know what? When you sit down with your journal and you ask for that inner guidance, you put your hand on your heart and you close your eyes and you just settle your breath and you say to yourself, show me what my clients need to hear today. Because do you know what? Even if you don't have clients yet in physical form, in your diary, it doesn't mean that those clients aren't there and and earmarked for you. I mean, you are as much supernatural as you are a, a physical person right in you know um you're megan waterson um says it beautifully she says you know you're as much you're as uh, you're 100 holy and 100 human all the time okay so you've got this side of you and it's okay and it's safe for you to tap into that and connect in with it and just allow yourself to be shown what your what your clients who are out there the silent audience who are reading your posts but not engaging because there'll be so many of them They're already energetically connected to you. They're going to show up in your diary in the next few months, right? You just don't know who they are yet, but they're watching you. Ask yourself, you know, what does, what does my client out there in, you know, the silent audience, what does she need to hear today? Okay. And sit with it and just see what comes up. And you'll, the more often you do this, uh, the more quickly you'll start to get your answers. And you watch, you'll get to a point perhaps like me where you've got the answer before you've even finished asking the question. So this is the approach I'm using at the moment um, because at the moment my focus is not on enrollments. My focus is not on making money. My focus is not on any of that stuff. My focus is on building loving connections with my audience. Um, and I'm really, really, really enjoying this. And I think when you enjoy it it changes the vibe of what you're putting out there and I think that you would agree with me that those two posts I read to you today are probably much better than a Canva graphic with a mundane vanilla sort of quote on it right you have a story to share this is an opportunity for you to share it connect build your audience right once people read a story and they're learning about you they want to read the next story and they want to read the next one and they want to read the next one you know I haven't written today's one yet but I already know what I'm going to write because I was thinking about it this morning I haven't journaled on it yet but I will uh, and I'll do my stream of consciousness writing but I was thinking of talking about um, guides and the importance of trusting a guide and you know having having um faith and trusting and surrendering that somebody can lead you in the direction that you need to take and so I was thinking about talking about um a few years ago when I trekked to Everest Base Camp and I'm going to be talking about how you know I went with a friend of mine her name was Karen and she was a little bit older than me. I was 42. I think she was 47 or 49 or something. We didn't train for it. We just, you know, I just found a, they were having a special deal on Groupon or Scoopon or whatever it's called, one of those group buying sites. And I bought a ticket and then told her about it. And she bought a ticket. So we went together, but we didn't do any training for it. And we're really unprepared. Just, we had mentally made up our minds that this was something we were going to do. And when we got there, uh, we realized we probably should have taken waterproof clothes. I think I mentioned this before. I just had my, I had, um, what do you call them? Like activewear leggings from Target. <laughs> just wore my Target activewear compression leggings uh, for the whole thing. And I had um, 
a soft shell jacket that was water resistant, not waterproof. And I got totally sodden. But anyway, when we were uh, trekking right on the first couple of days, you're in your little group. So our group was just Karen and I and our Sherpa or our guide. His name was Deepak. And um, then there were other little groups, but you have these um, meetups at tea houses. They're called tea houses. They're little stops along the way where you can get, you know, hot ginger tea and stuff like that. And you can talk to other trekkers. And there were these guys there from Melbourne, uh, really big buff gym junkies, you know, and they were sharing with us that they were getting really annoyed with their guide because their guide was telling them they had to walk slowly. Um, And they, you know, buggered off on their guide basically they were like oh we left him behind like we're just going to do it ourselves we're just going to follow everybody else and do it ourselves and anyway they said that we're meant to take 12 days to get up the mountain and then two days to come back down and these guys were like we're going to do it in six or something I forget what they were saying that may not be the number that they said but they wanted to do it quickly and they've been doing all this um hyperbaric chamber training and you know all this sort of jazz and anyway um we headed off the next day and our guide was one for like early starts so we got ahead on the track and then eventually these guys caught up to us and they were jogging and our guide said to them where's your guide and they were like oh he's way back there you know he wanted to walk we're not walking mate you know we've been doing all this training and they've been doing the training and so they were just they took off and Deepak said to them no don't run like your body needs to acclimate um otherwise you're gonna have altitude sickness and you're gonna need to be run off the mountain and they just laughed at our guide and anyway sure enough a few hours later we see one of them getting run down the mountain and it's it's quite a sight to see somebody get run down the mountain they've got their arms each arm is over a person, usually another Sherpa or guide, um, and they're just dragging their their feet. They're just getting literally dragged off the mountain. They can't breathe. They can't think. They're not conscious. They And they have to get run down the mountain so quickly so that the oxygen level gets back to where it's meant to be in their system. So it's like... Anyway, there was that and then other people, other um, people who were trekking with us, they were all taking all this medicine, you know, so they didn't get altitude sickness and they didn't get this and they didn't get that and blah, blah, blah. So I think my post is going to be something along the lines of, um, you know, you got to, you got to trust your guide. And if your guide's saying, go, go at this pace, you got to go at this pace. And if your guide's saying, um, you know, this is the way to do it, you got to trust your guide. I mean, our guide had been up and down that mountain over 200 times and he was only 23. And, um, he'd also summited like, I don't know how many times, so many times. Um, so I want to write a post about, my experience um, being led and having to trust and having to surrender because Karen and I were also very competitive. Like everything we did, we wanted to be the best at and the first at and the fastest at and stuff like that. So it was really for us a big thing to have to like slow ourselves down and, and trust. So 
I'm going to write an article about that. I, I'm also going to include a photo or maybe a couple of photos of the trip um, of myself at the base camp, having made it, having done it. But I also want to talk about there are people always ahead of you on the track and there are people always behind you on the track and what that means in terms of comparison and blah, 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 blah. So I'm just sharing this with you so you get an idea of how I myself and I'm am thinking about experiences that I've had in my life and how I can relate relate them to my clients. So my clients, some of them may have done that Everest base camp trek as well, um, but most of them won't. So it's not really about hiking Everest. It's really about um, bringing it back to something that's relevant, which is leadership, being led trusting, faith, surrender, all those kinds of things. So I'll do that today and I'll put it on a post. You can come and have a look at my Facebook. My Facebook is just, you know, Dr. Brooklyn Storm. You can easy find me there. Um, if it's short enough, I'll put it on Instagram as well or even extend it into the comments if needed um, so you can go and have a look. But do have a look at my profile because you'll see the examples there. Um, feel free to screenshot them and, you know, make your own little worksheet from them. Um, you know, always finishing off with that connection about how you can help, how they can connect with you um, if they are wanting your help, right? Okay. <laughs> it's so much fun, isn't it? I love this so much. Um, yeah, if you're in the Marketing with Soul program, feel free to um, share your post in the group for feedback before you post it. The last thing that we want is for you to post a story where you're oversharing um, and we aren't really also talking about the result or the transformation or the shift or something like that because that won't build connection. It'll just build empathy and sorrow. And we don't need people feeling sorry for you. We need people feeling connected to you. Okay. So hope this was helpful <laughs> and if you're not in Counselors Connect Australia and you would like to come along to um, the Zoom in a couple of weeks with PACFO and have your questions answered of course you're most welcome to join um, you can head over just do a google search for Counselors Connect Australia um, and request to join and you're more than welcome to pop into the group thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode bye for now I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.